talking with words. Hey, you're here with Rob, James, Ryan, and we are going to watch the last two episodes, season one, episode seven and eight of Peacemaker, starring John Cena and James Gunn's fucking phenomenal new series on HBO Max. If you're listening to this, you've probably listened to our earlier Peacekeeper, uh, Peacemaker, which uh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I am no longer on painkillers, just booze. So you know what the show's about. It's Peacemaker doing his thing. We got the butterflies. We have the internal Amanda Waller debacle walking into this. James, anything else I'm missing here walking into episode seven? Um. Well, we've come a long way in season the, one. The White Dragon. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to, yeah, we, we've got the White Dragon confrontations coming and um, a lot of things that start out in season one or episode one are now going to like finally land and the consequences are there for us to see in the last two episodes. We're going to have our full circle, if you will. Ryan, you want to give us the uh, traditional layout of uh, the Parents Guide? Absolutely. And this, this is for is- episode seven. Which will be the same for every episode, but we're going to do it out of tradition. Yeah, and I will say this is the greatest parent's guide I've ever seen. (laughs) And we're going to go through this quickly. Sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs and smoking, frightening and intense scenes, all severe. That's how you do a summary, bitches. Mm. All right, well, we're going to go see Robert. What's the T-1000's name? Robert... uh, Robert Patrick. I was going to say Pattinson, but that's Batman now. Yep. Yeah. After Twilight. Robert, we're going to see Robert Patrick be who he was meant to be. Yes. A white racist dragon. <laughs> and I cannot be more excited <laughs> than this. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's see how seven goes and we will recap and then we'll be back for the finale of eight Hopefully you are all following with us because, shut up you, this is gold and we're very excited. Anything else before we start kicking off on this thing? I'm ready. Ready. I'm going to start drinking my Duca. We'll see you guys in, and gals in uh, the usual 15 seconds. Do you really want to, do you really want to get here? Welcome back. We just watched episode seven of Peacemaker. Who wants to start us off here? <laughs> cool. James. James. <laughs> well, uh, definitely uh, a, an episode that concluded a, a couple of things. I, we definitely got to see Adebayo's character. She, she's finally completed her mission that her mother gave her, the planning the diary, and now she's dealing with the consequences from it. And she is totally freaked out about what she's just done because she sees like, this effect that it's had on her teammates. Who have become her teammates? Uh, right, she's having the fallout season. with Peacemaker, essentially. Yeah, it's 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 a huge fallout, and and we're just beginning to see what's going on with that. Right. And in the middle of this, uh, we've got the the Mern. You know, just in the beginning, uh, Mern's like, look, the butterflies have taken over. We've got to get everybody out, and she can't deal with any of any of the other stuff that she's got guilt going on for because you know she's got to stay alive through that that first assault from the butterflies attacking. Right. Uh, so it was, it was a great episode to see where uh, this was, was, this was the end of Mern's story arc. You know, he. Right, right. Uh, we, we 
found out last episode that he was there because he didn't believe in what the butterflies were doing. We right. still don't know what the butterflies' mission is yet, but he didn't agree with it, and uh, now they've caught up to him, ripped him, it killed his body, and he comes comes out, yeah. and then his own people like grab him and crush him in their in their hand. Which and, I said originally, brutal. you know, he wasn't bad because he's black, but they killed the black guy first. I will say this. The first guy of the team that was killed, black. I know butterflies have no race. Well, there was well a, the body did. <laughs> there, there was a focus on white supremacists this episode and last. Th- episode. That was the next point I was going to make. There, there was a lot of uh, Racist, white white dragon yes. racism. You got the cloaks on the head chasing down the kid of the white dragon, who is essentially the the leader of the. The KKK group in there. The least and, favorite and, kid. And yeah. and it seems like the background that Peacemaker has with his father is the reason that Waller has sent her his her daughter in to frame him to get him out of the picture because she just feels like there's nothing ever going to redeem that past that he has coming from that father. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that he accidentally killed his brother per his dad's instruction... He's always had that guilt. Like, that's that's his hero's guilt, you know. And that has been, like, in the background the entire season. And we didn't really know what it was until now. And now we know what it was that has been pushing him to, oh, every life I take is for peace. No matter yeah. how many. Right, because that first one was an accident because of his dad, and that's why he hates his dad, and his dad hates him because he was the inferior son and all that shit. It, it was mean, a fluke. He killed the favorite kid. Right. We've seen Peacemaker Unintentionally. Come, we've seen him come along this whole season on different things, like the from, uh, what, episode two or three, maybe it's three, where he couldn't kill, uh, he couldn't do the target, uh, the sniper. Yeah, episode three, he shooting. didn't want to kill yeah. a human. He, he couldn't kill he those He didn't want to kill the kids. And then we come to the episode where he's, like, uh, getting high and passing out on the floor with Eagly and uh, the, the butterfly in the jar. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he's he's going through all this stuff and starting to relive what actually happened. And this was the first episode where we finally see what happened. And that was it was kind of fucked up. He I mean, it's all fucked up. That's, that's yeah. The, yeah. the fun your, of it. Your dad and friends were taking bets on you and your brother in a pit out back. And then. Charlie. Meryl. Yeah. Take notes. <laughs> uh, do not install pit in backyard. <laughs> That's what the swimming pool's for. Stay above, sink, sink or swim. Stay above ground. Well, just keep Aquaman out of there. So, those—I mean, those were the two competing storylines in this. It was the death of Mern, and then the attack on Peacemaker from his father with his clan group, and then essentially. You know, Kmart version of Iron Man dies by the hand of his son, who he keeps shitting on the entire time. And there are <laughs> there are some great lines yes. before White Dragon dies that I would like to throw out there. These are not my words. You shaved your body like a woman. I wonder does John Cena does John Cena shave? He was a wrestler. It definitely looks like it. Yeah. Hmm. He looks pretty shaved something today and then you have like the uh the implicit implication that he's bisexual that that he slept with women men and everything in between only because his father said it which is sus 
But that's true. That's true. And then I really liked that uh, they pulled back the when Vigilante <laughs> kind of saved Peacemaker. He jumped on the White Dragon and was like, "There's gaps in the armor, man," which he said back in episode like three or four, <laughs> and like pointed it out. And then he used that information in this episode. Like that was very. We had built that up. We knew he knew it. We all forgot about it, and he took advantage well, of it. There was a lot of teamwork going on in that sequence because first Vigilante comes in, takes advantage of the chink in the armor, puts down the white dragon for a second, and then as he's about to get it from the followers, all of a sudden Economist comes in yeah. with, with yeah. the machine gun. <clears throat> Which it seems like Economist comes in in clutch so every episode. That's what I was going to say. He's He's been clutch in... The three out of the last four episodes yeah. with Judo Master. Judo Master. Yeah, drove the vehicle in. Yeah, and then the chainsaw with the gorilla, which Vigilante yeah. wanted the chainsaw, and I everybody thought he was. Already. Yeah. Everybody thought he was crazy for one. You're not going to use this. Why do you have a chainsaw? Yeah. And then Economist comes in and just. Die Beard has been very, <laughs> very efficient in this whole thing. And then. Don't, don't forget the. The greatest line from Vigilante. I can't pee when clothes are touching my butt. Oh. <laughs> Store my life, man. <laughs> Total flex. So there's a, there, there was a lot of good, like, there were a lot of little things in this that I really liked. And I'll just start from the top of my notes, and you guys jump in whenever you hear something that, that hits you. That, you had when Peacemaker killed his dad, and Vigilante is reaching over, and he's going, oh, tender, nice touch. Because he doesn't have, like, human emotions. <laughs> so he's actually saying tender, nice touch as he pats him on the back. And it kind of was like, that's just fucking weird, man. Like, don't do that. And he, like, kind of pulls him off. He's like, oh, okay. Sorry. I think I think Vigilante's clinically insane. He, he knows intellectually he should feel something here, but it's it's he's just playing that. He's just going through the so, motions. Yeah, he knows there's a response that needs to take place, but he's not the one for it. Let, Let's keep in mind, this is the same guy in episode one or two celebrates his, what I'm going to assume is his fake girlfriend being pregnant. Yes. Well, only and, and only the so that he could get an abor- the abortion. So they could get an abortion. Which right after that, from, this is a direct pull from episode two. He goes, this is a weird time to do your face exercises because Peacemaker's crying. Mm-hmm. In episode two when he's crying... And vigilante comes in. He's like, "I'm just doing face exercises." And he bought it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's that he's that broken. He, yeah. Like he has vigilante had no. He's that removed from humanity. No reason to disagree. He's like, oh, "Of course." Is he that broken, or is he just that naive? Broken. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> little column A, little column B. Incapable of recognizing human emotion. Unless anybody else jump in here real quick, I'm just I'm just throwing through this real fast because we got one more episode to watch. Yeah. Going back to. Uh, when they kill Mern, Judo Master comes in, and he has the fight with Harcourt, and she essentially holds her own. Like, she proves that she's kind of a badass, which we kind of knew that she, you know, she was in this position because she was... Well, the the guy in the bar in the first episode where she puts him on the ground with right. two moves. We, we knew like, she was there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he gets the best of her because he's... Judo master. Judo master. And then she just says, rope-a-dope, motherfucker. And then you have Abadeo come in and tase him. I loved the, you had that teamwork 
that she just trusted that Abadeo would come in and finish it, and it worked out perfectly. I loved the yeah. look on her face when she used the taser on him. It was it was primal, excessively. Yeah. At that moment, she was her mother's daughter. <laughs> I'm ready to kill some motherfuckers. Unnecessary violence, which was kind of necessary. Very so, ne- yeah, well, very yeah. necessary. Yeah, absolutely necessary. So you had those two. And she then... enjoyed it a little too much, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? How would that look on her face? They're priceless. Touche. I would pay so much money to taste people. <laughs> You guys going anywhere? How much you got? (laughs) (laughs) So, so you got that those two those two storylines come together, and they end up at the vet's office, which I loved the turn (laughs) at the end of the vet's because it was so cartoony, (laughs) because they're there to a you know fix them up and heal eagerly, but as soon as they're like, well, we got to go kill this cow the vets that vigilante has been holding the hostage are like cocking shotguns. Like, let's fucking do this. They're I was like, going to say, where'd the vet tech get a shotgun? <laughs> right. They're like, nah, if you guys come, you're just going to die immediately. So we're going to tie you up and leave you. And then when they leave, the vets are like, they were really nice. I liked them yeah. a lot. Except for vigilante. <laughs> he was kind of a dick. He was kind of a weird dude. And then we, we had the cow, the one tooth. Jesus. It, it, the one tooth. Kind of makes it cute. Looked like a you sick juvenile fucker. Infant. Well, I think that's probably the point yeah. is to make it look kind of babyish. But I want to know. I mean, that so, tooth implies what? What the hell does this thing eat to make the milk, the goo? So that that Go cow. <laughs> what are they feeding that thing? What the fuck are they feeding that goddamn thing? Oh man, what what was that show? It was uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force or whatever. Oh, I love that it, show. It, it looked like. Meatball combined with a spider. <laughs> I haven't used a button yet tonight. Yes. Nailed it. But yeah, no, I mean, it It was bizarro baby, but it also had like the eight eyes, like the creepy weird. Yeah. It, it should probably awkward. die soon. And It I, looked awkward as hell. And I'm still wondering how a race as small as the butterflies are able to manage a, a giant cow beast like that penetration like (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing those little spaceships they fly around in are are able to do a lot more but you know what they never even like uh came back with any of that shit they just took over people they're like nah we don't need our spaceships anymore because they left them all in the field you're right we never found out what happened to them other than that you know that means episode what was it one uh, we've he recovers a spaceship from well, the two, ones. Yeah, and two, apartments. he has it in the bed. Yeah, he takes it away from there. But in four or five or whatever the fuck, uh, the lady cop, they all come in and they get out of the spaceships and leave all yeah. of them in the field. There's a field of spaceships somewhere that me as a child would fall across and just super glue together and then light on fire with bottle rockets. Yeah, I get it. Until That's they fair. until they invade a host, they could no way carry that spaceship away. They're tiny butterflies. Yes. I like the scene when they're getting back in the car. I've got a note on that as well. Yeah, eagerly following Economist, and he's like, just oh, poking him in the that's ass. my butthole. <laughs> that's my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you make him stop? He doesn't stop. <laughs> Which, like he, I said, I wrote notes on multiple pieces of paper. Eagerly just kind of does his own thing, and it's hilarious every time. So the 80s music that they use, I mean, they now, use a, they use 80s style music. 
for the that, whole thing. That is one of the gun Which is great, platforms. but it seems like the farther we get into episodes, the more suggestive the music is. And see, I looking back on this, I know some of the bands, I know some of the songs, but it is definitely way more, hey, brother, I'm going to come in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when you start it, you're like, ah, 80s hair stuff yeah. I never heard. And then you're like, oh, the choir boys. Which we it, talked about this the first episode. Yeah. The choir boys were originally the queer boys in Europe, and they had to change their name because that was not socially acceptable at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we have a whole bunch of other bands that just talk about cream in each other's faces. So I was going to say, almost every song from the last several episodes has been facial related. Uncle Steven would be proud. Uncle Steven. Sorry for your childhood. <laughs> no, we killed him a long time ago. <laughs> All right, we're going to go watch uh, the last episode of Peacemaker, Peacemaker season one. And we got, we, got a, we got a lot happening because we had the cow, we got the butterfly head on. We've, we've done the white dragon finale, so let's see what happens. <laughs> Don't laugh, that's stupid. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Now I'm a little bit tickled. We have a shot of tequila to the finale of season one of Peacemaker. <coughs> well, everyone else is dead. <laughs> Ooh. So that was a big grand finale. What'd you guys think? We've talked about it a little bit before, James. Ryan, what were your uh, first reactions after this thing? Loved it. Like I said, I think I said this on the first episode we did with one and two this show gets progressively better the f- the more you watch well it gets deeper i think and then you have those payoffs from that because i mean it's you you feel more for the characters so those payoffs at the end even just like the the goofy shit payoffs are still more than they would have been yeah it, it pays off the deeper it goes <laughs> <laughs> with all the 80s rock innuendo and that would have been the first time that we really needed a camera to just show that (laughs) oh that was great that eye movement across the entire board here everyone just looked at james (laughs) okay james same question um well yeah i love the ending I, i felt like we got a lot of a lot of character development out of Peacemaker for this season. We really did. I mean, um, I, I I think of it as like the like the new version of it is the Jamie Lannister. He was a piece of shit. You hated him the like his whole first act, and the second act you're like, oh, he's not that bad. And the third act you're like, go Jamie, which we kind of had with Peacemaker, where when we saw him in Suicide Squad, he sucked. In the beginning of this, you're like, oh, he's not that bad, and now you're like, okay, let's go. I hope he survives and continues to evolve. I'd I'd be curious to get Harcourt's reaction now because on episode five or six, he's down to only 85% asshole and 15% good. 85% Uh, piece of shit. Yeah, there we go. 85% piece of shit. Where where are we at at the end of episode eight? He's probably like 76. At the first, in the first (laughs) episode, he's stalking her after getting out of prison to a bar where he hits on her. All right, let's take a second with that. Who wouldn't? 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right out of prison. It didn't matter. And you actually touched on that in this episode also. James Gunn. <laughs> well done, lad. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this, uh, this episode. Uh-uh. I We talked about, I think, the first or second. I, actually, I don't remember the first podcast we did. Um <laughs> Sweet fucking Christ, I just about <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> Jesus, Ash. <laughs> and the dog comes bursting in. The devil's side of headphones. There's no one in my house, no kids, no wife, and the fucking door to the studio explodes open from this dog that decided to be alive again. Jesus Christ. Oh, should we leave that in? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Fuck my tits off. <laughs> what was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about the veterinarian scene. Shit. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Ash, keep keep it up, buddy. So, in the, in the second episode, I think, they do a cover of a song, and it's um, the lead singer of Steel Panther is the singer of the cover. And then in this episode, they did a Steel Panther song, which... To me, it was kind of like the Richard Cheese, like Ryan and I have yes. talked about that. Like, it's kind of, it's known a little bit, but it's still kind of under underground a little under bit. Under the radar. Yeah. Like, have you heard Steel Panther? James? Of course. Yeah, I've seen him live yeah. multiple times. Oh, have you? Yep. So, like, that's not something a lot of people know. If I would say Steel Panther, they're like, yeah, it's like Tenacious D today. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. It's not really well known anymore. Unless you go to Rocklahoma. Well. <laughs> And you only wear a thong that's red, white, and blue. It's optional. It's patriotic. There's a lot of patriotic gear. I you, think there will be some Peacemaker costumes at Rocklahoma <laughs> this year. Uh, oh, man. I'll only be, be impressed one. if they can do <laughs> if, the dance. If only I could bring an eagle. It's just a, it's just a little shake of the shoulder, shake of the hips. I wish I had a camera so much right now. We, so, we, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all learned a key. James uh, and Ryan just did the entire Peacemaker the dance. Um <laughs> So right after that, you get into the panel van or truck or whatever you want to call it. That's the veterinarian thing that they stole from the last episode. And the whole first minute, minute and a half is just Peacemaker making fart noises <laughs> to Edna Bayou about how she's betrayed him. Now, what did, what did he say? Jump in at any time. I'm just going through my notes now. I, I thought I thought it was a, it was a really good uh, sequence between vigilante and peacemaker. Their 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 BFF status is sort of like they're, they're at the same level. They they make the same jokes. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, and this one was at Abayu's expense, obviously. But she gets she holds her ground because she calls out his ideology right there. I like how they transitioned at the end of that scene. Like it's, it was back and forth fart jokes for. Oh, yeah, 90 yeah. seconds and out of nowhere, Peacemaker's like, what are you doing? We're done with no, that. No, Stop. we're done with that. No, we're past is... that. Get off it. Uh, that oh, was sorry. the opening oh, sequence. Oh, I mean, that was still yeah. before the opening uh, credit or uh, the Dance. opening scene. Yeah. I still love how out of touch with reality vigilante. Like, it gets progressively worse the farther you go. He, he definitely lives in a fantasy land. And... Well, and progressively worse only because we see other characters evolving he doesn't really change not he, at all no. he, he's the same disconnected guy the entire time but we see the rest of the team evolve and because of their evolution we're like 
I feel like he gets more blatant the farther it goes. But he's not. Like, you go back and watch any of the originals, he was celebrating his girl, imaginary girlfriend's abortion. Yeah. Remember, this is that guy. Touche. So because of their evolution, I think he just looks crazier. Yeah. Because they're getting better. Yeah, it's so that, more that, obvious the farther that, yeah, you get. Yeah, you've got like a V diagram now going, except it's 90 degrees vigilante, <laughs> and everybody else is going down 45 degrees of like, right. oh, we're starting to become ourselves and understand what's happening. And that's yeah. what makes it, which well, for, I fucking love it. I love that they're leaving him just letting him do his crazy shit. It is some crazy shit, because think about, he works as a busboy or... Waiter was a busboy. No, was a busboy. Busboy yeah, yeah. at like a TGI Fridays or something. And he has this incredible costume. In, in the DC universe, is costume maker just like a much more common trade? Can anybody get a costume like that just anywhere? It's a good question. Because in DC... I mean, that's the world I want to live in. It's but more, well, You got the money? <laughs> we can get you a costume, James. <laughs> It's going to need tighter around the waist. uh, Just here. I'm going to rip up some of this carpet later anyway. So (laughs) you just stick around. I'll get you fixed up real nice. (laughs) But no, that's a good, that's a great point because have you ever watched, did you watch Invincible? The, uh, the animated series? Anybody watch Invincible? Uh, I think I did. (laughs) It was on, uh, Prime. Yes, that raises the odds greatly. Mark and his dad, Invincible. Yes. Final I think, scene, we, I think we've talked about this. Final scene we talked about. Okay, so to your point, in that they talk about the guy that actually makes the suits and he makes them like fireproof and bulletproof yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, his his best friend sort of until like, like early season he kills him. It, it betrays everyone. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> anyway. To that point, that's the only one that I've seen where they actually have that. Like, that and, the, like, the boys do it a little bit, but that's the most for... That's a, that's a corporate decision. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> most... <laughs> that's the most for true superheroes. Oh, God, we're getting way off. All right, let's talk yeah, about... Yeah. Uh, yep. where, God damn it. So, yeah, once they, once they leave the bus, we're at the farm. Activate anti-gravity yeah. helmet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who knew that the helmets would be so easy to activate? It's clearly not Peacemaker's voice, which makes sense because his dad built them. Yeah. And he technically said, always said he never built them for Chris. He just built them and let Chris use them. Essentially, yeah. Because he said he never made them for him. So, yeah, they were were never tied to just one voice, clearly. And uh, as we learn this episode, you can be anywhere... At any distance, as long as the watch, as long as the wake words spoken, boom, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. Because Harry Wall- Potter would be proud. Yeah, Waller's daughter controlled, with the exception of the into the cow the last torpedo helmet. Yeah, right. Activate she, <laughs> yeah, she controlled every single one of those, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Right. She controlled everyone until well, he I- decided to launch her into the cow's uterus. So, well, <laughs> perhaps. So before we get to that, let's go back to the, the helmets. Yeah. yeah because we, there was some good shit in the woods. Yeah. I, and I got to talk about the leaves for sure. I, I pet peeve about the leaves. That bothered you, didn't it? It did. So like, you're, when they first get in the woods, they're coming up with their plan. They have no plan when they show up. Correct. So they're inventorying the helmets. 
and they, Which, you know, you know, we talked about the anti gravity helmet, the underwater helmet, the uh, scabies, scabies <laughs> helmet, <laughs> and, and immediately they're like they lose the anti gravity helmet, so now they have a member of the team with flight. Which so and that's yeah. uh, and we 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 wondered how much Eagley can understand the whole <laughs> season. Before you finish this, I like that Peacemaker's like, well, we could just shoot a. Uh, string across into the thing. Like, oh, like Green Arrow? Fuck a Green Arrow. He has a story for every superhero yeah, about yeah. how they're they're shitty and they're falling apart or they're gay or they're whatever. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the recap was uh, Superman likes to get shit on. Yes. Uh, Aquaman fucks fish. Yep. And Green Arrow is a brony who likes to be take the it back in end the ass. would take it in the ass. Yep. And um, there was... Oh, oh, and there was Wonder Woman. More. Wonder Woman wanted to eye fuck him. Wonder right. Woman wanted to fuck him. Oh, One yeah. time yeah. she yeah. eye fucked him across, across the room. Across, across the room. room. Yeah, at that's the party. It. Yeah. So, and we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> but I love that they had that one more quip, like that. They just had to include that one more little "fuck you, Justice League." <laughs> and I don't know if it's James Gunn just being like, "Hey, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon, eat my dick," or what but i love that they did one more and then continue with the the helmets well well they brought up the helmets and then they had to get eagerly to deploy one of the helmets and clearly there's this like moment where we think is he is he is he gonna is eagerly gonna halfway there and then yeah way off course and i was pretty sure that's what was going to happen anyway but it it happened and and eagerly clearly doesn't understand words vigilante calls him out on it too he said you're so out of touch with reality or uh what was it? Oh, Peacemaker's he, biggest he, flaw. Yeah, his his biggest flaw is he commonly overestimates Eagley's abilities. Eagley's yeah. abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that continues. I don't <laughs> want Peacemaker to ever lose that flaw. Uh, Eagley should be brought back every episode, and um, at some point, I hope he can talk. I mean, it's, after, it's the DC universe. Come on, let him talk. After, Nothing's off. Nothing after else, two hugs, yeah. you you would think they're communicating appropriately, but. So right after Eagley loses the helmet that was critical to their plan, they go looking for the helmet. And <laughs> there's this whole scene, I mean, where Peacemaker's, we first introduced a Peacemaker scene as dead father. Yeah, you got a lot going on in these, in these sequences. Ghost dad. Kills him again. But, but they, they finally find the helmet buried in leaves. Okay, Eagley dropped it from tree height, and it disappeared into leaves where they couldn't see it. It bounced the leaves covered over it. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll buy that one. But there's no. another scene later in the show. James, where, tell the fuck off. Where they <laughs> where, where Adebayo drops the radio from oh, her hands and it's to way the more ground, yeah. and she can't find it because it's in the leaves. <laughs> leaves. <coughs> they should have just put quicksand there and been more believable. I know this this place needed a controlled burn. Clearly, <laughs> don't most places that harbor alien centipede worm cows. It needed a control burn, kind of like flaming hot Cheetos. I'm glad that you're still eating. The... Oh fuck yes! Mmm, oh. flaming hot. Burn those leaves. Save the heroes. It's no eating a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but god damn it, I'm glad you're here, James. <laughs> So let's I appreciate go. the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Let's go. I will say Judo Kid had it right. Flaming Hot Cheetos are delicious. They are amazing. I've been enjoying them tonight. Send us Cheetos. 
So <laughs> let's take about a half a step back. He, they found the helmet. Harcourt found the helmet when uh, Peacemaker had the weird mind fuck with his dad. Dead dad. Ghost dad. Bill Cosby. After that, Harcourt says, I need you to do something for me. And he had to kill a guard and bring his clothes to Economos. And said, why are, why are these wet? He goes, well, I washed them off in the creek. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> well, something us warriors don't usually talk about is uh, when you die, you shit yourself. Oh, this is covered with diarrhea? I didn't see it was diarrhea. Was it diarrhea? Yeah, it was yeah, diarrhea. It was diarrhea. <laughs> It was like the uh, that South Park episode, <laughs> <laughs> the Return of Chef. Yeah, but, and then he got to walk. He got to have his moment, which I like that they gave him his little, you know, uh, Mission it Impossible. Is, oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, we learned so much about him. He, he confessed well, everything. Moment. He admitted and, to a lot. And, and they, yeah, they the whole series they've been given grief about being the dye beard, and then all of a sudden. Uh, I thought it was great because it was part of his cover that, you know, if you're inhabited with a butterfly, this butterfly is accessing memories that are not, do not, they don't belong to the butterfly. So he's just dispassionately saying what this this body remembers. And that was exactly what they were going to believe. It it was a really fun moment as far as just him going totally raw. Mm -hmm. I did not like the fact that he went from kicking ass the last few episodes to, well, that little segment was great of him getting stopped and doing that just straight, let's let's recite some random memories. He didn't like the leg? Oh, I mean, that was, I didn't hate it. <laughs> but that, like, that to me was the first joke they wrote for him. They're like, now let's put that in the last episode instead and make him a badass the whole time. And then when he goes out to save, because you're like, Economos is going to come out, and then he he's, just fucking yeah, flounders. He, he's riding the struggle bus the had entire all, second half of that episode. Because he was so integral in those first attacks. Like, as soon as he starts running, you're like, all right, well, let's see what he's going to do this time. And what? the fact that he has that face plant and just snaps it. Wasn't, wasn't even running. That was step so, number two. So fucking fun. But then I think... I want to say he totally redeemed himself because he's. How did he drag himself across the field? He, he army with the human the torpedo helmet That's true. to give it to Adebayo. Which dude that took that that hurt. Well, he's Didn't always feel come good. Through. Also, no, nah, he dyes his beard. <laughs> yeah. He does. So one more thing before we go to the next thing, because I've still got a list. You got um, one or two things left. So they do they do the the initial shootout. With the wigwam song, all that, and you have Peacemaker get all the way through and goes down the stairs. You have Vigilante and Harcourt both get taken down during the raid, if you will. And then Abadayu comes in, takes two guns, and she's like a magic badass, like... She pulls a full on John she, John Wick Wick, and she, it's like she, she finally and, decides that shit is for her. Well, I still feel like she the, put it. I still feel like there's backstory we don't know about her. I mean, her her mom wanted her to take the job. She's said she, she was made for the job. 
Her she mother is, had to have trained her at some point. I'm just sure well, that that's part in her doesn't backstory. bother me so much. I was gonna say she is Amanda Waller's daughter. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But then later, she fucking human torpedoes herself into the goddamn wall. Like you'd think you'd have a little more sense. Her if instincts you were, are not 100. percent It didn't even look clearly. like she was aimed at uh, the one. She wasn't even butterfly. looking over there. She just blindly said the the activate word and rammed herself into a wall. Which which was hilarious, at least a little bit. Um, well, for us, she it, was definitely concussed after that. I think she so. was out for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love the second time the helmet was activated. That's for sure. By Chris, I know. It's like, well, I I want. Also, you know, she's standing across the room. Well, we get, we get into this whole scene where now the butterfly that he has saved is now inhabiting the tiny Asian detective woman, and. They're talking about, you know, he, she, she's telling Peacemaker that, you know, he is just like them. And we finally learned the, the full mission of the butterflies on the planet is to, to prevent us from uh, ruining our planet. Very and political message. V- it, very political. I mean, and that's Hollywood these days, right? And Probably, just essentially to say, we're here to keep you from destroying yourself. Yes. Um, and, they vowed to do better. As political as that statement was, what happened next? Peacemaker chooses to end it all, and and, and it's and uh, just backing up from that, I and mean, he's like, even as we're learning the butterflies' plan, we finally see the details of why he became peacemaker. He they finally do the flashback where he's taking the stupid vow of peace uh, yeah. after no, killing no his brother. How many people he has to kill to keep that? So at this moment, we're Dana finally Texas. like. We're finally unraveling the peacemaker as to, as all the way back to when he became the peacemaker. He is now choosing to like not do that. Well, to their and, and that's a huge moment for season one. I think he's choosing not to do it their way. Yes, is how but, I see it. But their way was fully described as exactly what he's been talking about since Suicide Squad as his way. People are strange when you're a stranger. Don't jump cinematic universes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. That moment, I expected it to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was like, nah, I'm not even going to give you a shot. But then at the end, Goth is still around and he's still feeding him her. I wonder how much food he had left. And that was the other thing is like, is Goth dead at this point? Because. You only have so much. Of I was going to say, that I'm, was the last of it. It looked like he was pouring the last yeah, of it well, on the I'm really on curious. The well, I mean, surely there's a bottling plant somewhere with jars. If you, D- if did I don't you, know. Did you I not see the uterus explode? Well, yeah, but there was God a bottling plant I before did. that. <laughs> we don't know where they stockpiled the goo. Say that again? We don't know if they stockpiled the goo. Anyway, I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, Peacemaker's been t- picked up for season two. Are we going to see Goff? In season two, or is that just gonna be swept under yeah, the rug? Are we gonna do a whole? I don't even know. I mean, maybe maybe Goff is the new member of Peacemaker's team. Eagly, Before we get Goff, to Goff Vigilante, I mean, I mean that we're all. I, if there's no Vigilante, I'm not watching the next season. Vigilante was gold. Uh, I don't. I don't. Except think for his uh, gun spinning technique, that bothered me really bad. But he's not supposed to be good. But yeah. what I was gonna jump in there and say is. We did get a visit from the Justice League in this episode, mm. which it feels like really the only time Gunn was like, hey, I'm going to use my my one 
uh, DC card here. And, well, and they're well, he's, like, he's smart. Oh, okay. He's smart to do that because now by whatever pull he got to get them into this episode, right? that has established this episode or this season as being part of the, the canon, canon of yeah. the DC universe, DC cinematic universe, I guess we should say. So it's legitimate. And, you know, everything that they did in that season now is technically part of the canon. Anything yeah. he said, anything they brought up happened. Bad bite. Bat mite. <laughs> but we also have uh, Matter, Matter Eater Lad, Lad. and yeah. it feels like there was a couple other There's references. a few more. But also the fact that... Oh, the kite. The kite. The, yeah, uh, kite I forgot about the kite. Uh, but also, like, this is probably the only chance ever that Aquaman is going to be able to say, fuck you to the Flash, because yes. the rest of the DC Universe is not rated R. No. And he did accuse him of fucking fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry, they, he, Barry's he like, used his one DC card to the, which, jab that in there. You know, the yeah, only the Flash thing was totally the, on board. The with only thing we fish. haven't they haven't really touched on because that was the joke forever. Like, fucking Aquaman sucks. He fucks fish. He lets f- fish fucking whatever. And then as soon as Jason Momoa was Aquaman, everybody's like, "Well, he's kind of badass." So I'm glad they brought it back to like, "You fuck." You fuck sturgeon. Like, we all know you fuck fish. <laughs> no matter how badass you look, you're a fish fucker. <laughs> and the my like my favorite part about that was the fact that he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm so tired of that bullshit rumor. And the Flash, who are... Is it a rumor, though? Right? Yeah. So, they're <laughs> like, it kind of gives you more of a bond between those two of, like, him just fucking with them. Like... Oh, that's not a rumor, man. You definitely fuck fish. He's like, "Fuck you, Barry." Like that. That gave me more of a feeling of uh, like family in the Justice League than the Justice League movie did. Like just them, like being able to fuck with each other openly, way better than whatever the fuck we saw last time. I I liked how in this season, multiple episodes, if not every episode, because I wasn't keeping count. They use the phrase "what the fuck," yeah, yeah, and and I'm used to that because uh, the 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 other DC series, Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol. that's uh, yeah. Cliff's Brendan Fraser's character. That's his catchphrase. What the fuck? Which he says it at least five and, times and, an episode, and he's not the only character. I mean, they've used it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if that's like the HBO Max DC creators. If that's not their <laughs> go-to phrase, it's like what the. Fuck. I'm going to start writing pilots for HBO, and I'm just going to include what the fuck every, like, fourth or fifth page. It, it couldn't hurt. They're going to be like, oh, this is our next one. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Well, I, it entertains me every time they say it. You know, I, I just want my, I mean, my comic characters are already completely in fantasy world, but when they act like real people, that's when it it, it just comes back to me, and I want, I'm invested in the character again. Let's as as we've all watched all of Peacemaker here, James. You've watched it probably more than anybody. Overall, full recap: what you thought of it, uh, what you would tell anybody that that would ask you what you think about the movie or the show if you'd watch it again. Give us a quick uh, one two on that. Uh, it was a great show, uh, great character development. Uh, I feel like it it added to the DC cinematic universe. I think they're setting a place to go. I hope that they continue that. Yeah. We're going to get a season two. 
Uh, and I hope that that written and directed by James Gunn. Absolutely. And I, I hope that starts to feed back into other like mainstream theater releases. So I I hope we start to see that kind of thing come back. I mean, if it only ever lived on HBO max, I mean, I might be okay with that, but I want to see them back at the theater. Right. I love the whole season. I said pull offs. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love the whole season. I'm, I'm excited for season two. I'm not as up with all the DC universe as you guys are. Um, I mean, I I enjoy most of the movies, but I don't keep up with it in the same way that a lot of people do. Right. Um, and so, like, just being able to watch this without having to be a hardcore DC fan, um, it was still extremely enjoyable. Which, did you watch, were you one of the ones that watched Suicide Squad with us? Uh, no, I've, I've watched it, but I didn't watch it with you guys. So would you say, I mean, off that point, if you were going to just come in cold and watch Peacemaker, you probably should watch at least one other behind it or do you, do you even need it? I don't think you need it. So uh, oddly enough, I was texting one of my friends during this, who's a, a fan of the podcast and thanks for listening. I she was trying to figure out what to watch for the weekend and I recommended to her. Hey, try Peacemaker. At at the very least, watch the the opening sequence and the opening dance <laughs> scene. If that's all you watch, and I got a text back, you know, twenty minutes into it, I hate you. Now this is all I'm doing. I'm addicted for the to this. Yeah, yeah, and I'm relatively confident that she is not a DC universe fan or could yeah I- identify the DC universe if her life depended on it. And that's and that's something I was asking other people is you know even if you haven't watched any of the new Batman Superman Aquaman The Flash any of that new shit this is something you could probably watch unsolicited right. and so it would make sense I I fall into that category aside from you know the Ben Affleck Batman I haven't watched any of the new DC stuff and this was fantastic oh yeah it, it's it's so. Um, it's almost like how if you was if you watch Marvel, I would describe this as the Deadpool of, right. of the the uh, MCU mm-hmm. because it's separated. It's very bloody, very vulgar. It, it's its own creature, spectacular. Where the rest of the DC universe is, unless you're just like Zack Snyder's having Batman raped in the prison, like he said he wanted to do on some podcast. I don't know. Yikes. Yeah. That's aggressive. <laughs> Depends on which prison. Um <laughs> but like this is that that uh separation of PG thirteen or PG to full hard R. Yeah. And all the R's with Deadpool, I mean I, I equate this Deadpool's Marvel, Peacemakers DC, they're both crazy funny and gory in the same level they seem to have found their niche of what you can do with these characters that are outside of the quote-unquote hero brand right and i think this is just the beginning really like now you're like oh yeah we've got all these other people that they're kind of the same as these guys what's next yeah to, to to your point take it back to the parents guide severe at every level <laughs> right yeah and it's great well i think if if you like this series uh with peacemaker definitely you should go back and watch the other dc series doom patrol 
Teen Titans. A lot of DC characters are in those shows. Well, they're all DC characters, obviously. But but I, w- I want to say just like they, they, they try to bring them back to being people. So whether it's like Teen Titans where, you know, we're watching Donna Troy drink Blanton's from the bottle um, or Doom Patrol where we're, we're, we're seeing them just like bring back classic DC characters where, uh, but, but that have real personalities and real personal struggles. That, that was a key thing that I think Marvel did well in their trek back to the cinematic right. success. Um, you need characters that feel human and relatable, and, and they've nailed it in the series. I just hope that they can start doing it in the movies. And and to to James's point here, if you have not, if you're not familiar with Doom Patrol or Titans, these are are DC individual series that are doing, um, like the Netflix series or like the Amazon series, and Doom Patrol and Titans are DC characters that are mostly unknown. For Titans, it's I mean you've got uh, Robin, you've got uh, actually you have multiple Robins because you have Jason Todd, you have well Dick Grayson is Dick there, Grayson, but and then you have as Nightwing, not Robin, right, right, and you have all these characters, and it's it's like CW adult. Um, cause it's not crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not peacemaker crazy. It's, it's doing the CW kind of thing, but it's made, it's, it's marketed for people that like to have an actual DC story and it's, it's violent uh, yeah, and there's, there's blood and there's yeah. cursing and there's all this shit. Peacemaker has definitely topped the category on gore and violence for sure. Um, doom patrol a little bit, nowhere near that. But, but Doom Patrol is above um, Titans. Like it's Doom Patrol had a violence. It's, it's way more gory. It's way more what the fuck, which is their literal <laughs> yeah. catchphrase. And you have like, I mean, they're literally like uh, carnival freak show creatures in that show that are coming to terms with themselves. Um, so in the DC version of just James's point. That that's the two versions you're seeing over there, and then you got Peacemaker over here, which is James Gunn's comedy <laughs> shit fest. Which is, I mean, he I don't think I've ever seen anything that James Gunn's James Gunn has done that was not great because uh, he's yeah. he's phenomenal. He's made his mark on the DC universe for sure. Yeah. Do we even need to do Duke a test on this one, or I, I'd rewatch this anytime. Mm. Zero Duke. I was gonna say I think we're all in consensus that. Zero Dukas are required for this. Absolutely, this is this is if you're if you're looking for something new to watch, this is it. Watch Peacemaker. It's already been renewed, and James Gunn is going to write and direct season two. So you're you're set up for success. Any last words, anybody, James? Right. Looking forward to season two. Watch this show. Thank you for listening. Go to robgilchristbooks.com. Go to anchor slash rob.gilchrist. We're going to eat some Cheetos. And uh, that's our weekend.